Hello, friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today from the, from, uh, from the studios of BBS Radio. And I'm so glad you're all here today. Wow, we've got an incredible show ahead of us today. During the first hour, I'll be discussing um, more remedies for the, uh, for the jab, if you've taken it, and also um, for shedding as well. Home remedies, simple home remedies that do work. Don't cost very much money, and um, I think they'll be really enjoy that uh, that the segment. The other thing too is that the Centers for Disease Control, which is a private, um, it's not a government agency; it's a private nonprofit uh, organization, has just come out with guidelines that they want to establish internment camps throughout the United States for people who are high risk to um, to to uh, to COVID. COVID, of course, you know, as you know, doesn't exist. Um, but it's an interesting development, and I'll, we'll be talking at length about that as well uh, during this first segment. Um, I want to thank um, everyone so much for their beautiful love and support and for making um, Out of This World Radio um, one of the most popular spiritual and metaphysical radio shows in the world. Um, without your support, I couldn't do it, and we're supported entirely by listener contributions. If you'd like to contribute, please go to my website, on just on BBS Radio, or you can go to my my also my radio website at outofthisworldradio.net and anything anything is um, is gratefully appreciated through the paypal paypal buttons i know that if we all work together um we can create a much better and happier place the purpose of the show is is to raise consciousness and help people through the ascension process so um anyway and i I love talking to you all and, and seeing you every Saturday. It's the one thing. It's my highlight of the of the entire week. Um, I, do, I do give readings to people. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch with your loved ones who've passed on or relatives or to learn how to time travel, I do teach people how to time travel. And um, please, um, please just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. Or you can go to my my website at um, out of this world radio.net or out of this world readings uh, uh, com and find out all the information there. I've been a psychic for over 27 years. And um, so it's normal for me to talk to the other side. One of the things the spirits always tell me, they said they're never, they're never dead. They're not dead. They're just simply in another dimension um, when, you, when you pass over. Um, I have other radio shows in um, uh, Vienna, Austria, which I broadcast on Mondays. This Monday I'll be broadcasting um, with my friend Dr. Libby out of Montana, um, out of Vienna, Austria. And if you'd like to listen to that, it starts at 12 noon Pacific time till 2 p.m. Pacific. All the broadcast information is on my uh, website, outofthisroadradio.net. And my shows also are on my website and also on BBS Radio as well on their on their homepage. The, um, the, uh, during the... the uh, Marcella uh, Velasquez is an amazing lady. Um, she's uh, just came back from Peru uh, day before yesterday, and she's got so many things to tell. She regularly is in touch with the Andromedans, and she actually sees the ships outside of Cusco in the Sacred Valley um, near Pisa, Pizek. And um, she'll be talking about her interactions with them. They have quite a bit to say about uh, what's going on now on the planet and some wonderful words of wisdom for, for all of us. Um, I'll be going back to Mount Shasta at the end of August, end of this month, in about three weeks. I'll be going um, on August 25th to Mount Shasta. If you'd like to go, there's there's still some room available. The cost is just $200 per person, includes free camping. And Shasta is an amazing place. I, I was there about a month ago now, a little more than a month ago. And all of us on my group, um, 
got a healing. We also went to Telos and met uh, Adama and the people of the hollow earth. It's always an amazing time there. We also see lots of Sasquatch as well. The Sasquatch are interdimensional um, entities. They are about 300,000 years old, give or take. They were created by benevolent uh, human extraterrestrials who wanted to seed this planet. They, they, they seeded, they seeded the, the Sasquatch there by hybridizing a, a giant ancient sloth, sloth animal that's now extinct with humans from their own species. And so the, um, the humans, which, um, which did the, um, which did the, uh, uh, hybridizing with the, with the create the Sasquatch were interdimensional. So today this, the Sasquatch are also interdimensional. And when you see them up at Mount Shasta, they go from third dimension to fourth dimension to fifth dimension, and you'll see them, You'll see them maybe briefly out of a blink of your eye um, in briefly in the third dimension, then they'll flip into the fourth dimension or fifth dimension. Most times they're very cautious about how they show themselves to you um, because um, they have been hunted down before. And so they're very careful, but they're very benevolent. Um, when I was at Mount, Sh I've been going to Mount Shasta now for six years. And about four years ago, um, there was a lady named Tammy. I think I've told this story before, who came from Minnesota, from the Minneapolis area on my trip. And she arrived, she'd driven across the country and she arrived at Mount Shasta about uh, late one night, went to sleep in her van. And Tammy had had had, she had been a cripple for about 20 years um, uh, during her life. And so the Sasquatch surrounded her van late one night, about two o'clock in the morning. And they asked her telepathically if she'd like a healing. And she said, yes, she'd love a healing. So uh, the next thing she knows, a UFO from the hollow earth is above her van. It, it shoots a beam of light down to the top of the van. The top of the van opens up and she's beamed aboard this craft. I know it sounds like Star Trek, but she said it, it did all happen. Um, she was beamed aboard this craft. They gave her a new set of legs, put her back down into her van. The top of the van was sealed up again. She woke up the When she woke up the next morning, she got out of her van and was running around the campsite area where we were saying, they healed me, they healed me, they healed me. And I thought, at first, I thought she was on drugs. And I don't allow drugs on the trip. And so I, I chased her down and I said, hey, you know, I don't know what you're taking, but <laughs> you can't be on drugs and be on this trip too. And she said, no, 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 I'm not on drugs. I, I, I They healed me. And I said, who healed you? And they said, the Sasquatch and the um, and the Telosians healed me uh, from, from the, uh, from Anadama, from the hollow earth. So she's, uh, she threw away her wheelchair and her cane and, and she had a new set of legs. Other people have been healed of Lyme disease. Uh, I myself was given, my eyesight was restored from 2050 blurry eyed vision. One of my eyes to crystal clear 2010 crystal clear vision in both eyes here a couple of years ago. The other amazing thing is, is that back about three years ago, um, uh, I was at Mount Shasta and I've been working very hard all these years and not taking many breaks. And Adama said that I was starting to wear out and I needed a new heart. And he asked me if I'd like a new heart. And I said, sure, as long as it comes with a warranty. I didn't say the warranty part, but anyway, I said, I love a new heart. So he gave me a new heart and uh, there's been a lot of miracle healings. I can't guarantee you would experience that if you if you came to the mountain. Of course, you have to be of high vibration and open to it. Um, but, um, if you'd like to come, just send me an email to out of this world, um, 1150 at gmail.com. The trip is almost uh, filled up. Um, and if you miss that trip, uh, I'll be going back again, uh, next year. So you're all, all welcome to come. Um, in addition, starting, um, 
August 12th, uh, October 12th, I'll be going, uh, uh, we're going to Sedona, which is a beautiful place. I'll be camping there for a week. And while I'm there, I'll be meeting uh, elders from the Hopi tribe, which is just north of there, and, and the Navajo as well. We'll be seeing sacred sites um, in the Sedona area, as well as portals into the hollow earth. I've been told where they are, so we'll be going in. The other thing, too, that we'll be doing is to um, going into the Grand Canyon area. There's a place called Sipop, um, uh for the Hopi. That is their um, origin of their civilization. If we get time, we're going to go into there as well. After that, we'll be going into Mexico. Uh, to visit uh, sacred sites throughout Mexico. And I've got some incredible places lined up, including me- meetings with Mayan shaman, uh, who will be, be taking us through the jungles in the Yucatan. Um, for more information, please see, um, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. The cost for the Sedona part of the trip is just $200. If you want to go into Mexico, if you want to go to Mexico and Sedona, the cost is $497. But uh, Mexico is an amazing country. It was never shut down during this entire pandemic. It's a normal country. Um, the, the number of vaccinations for Mexico is something like 3%. Um, so they're just not getting the same amount of, of the shots that we are up here. And they're very heart-centered, very loving people. I really like, enjoy Mexico. Um, but um, um, And uh, traveling there is uh, completely safe. Um, and if you'd like to go, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at, at gmail.com. A couple things before we get to the uh, remedies uh, for the shots I'd like to talk to you about. Um, there's a fellow named Patrick King. He had sued in Alberta, in um, Dear Large, Alberta, uh, the Alberta province, province of the, uh, the Alberta government, for all the regulations involving masks and social distancing and, and business shutdown. And he asked the, um, the government up there to prove that the, uh, that the virus actually existed. They couldn't prove it. They had no evidence that it even existed. And that's what's an amazing thing, too, if you look at, at the CDC. They also can't prove that the virus actually exists. There's a, there's a law, federal lawsuit ongoing right now in the federal courts uh, brought by scientists, um, scientists from uh, 15 different public and private universities in the United States, including Harvard and uh, Berkeley and other well-known institutions. And they're suing the CDC, saying alleging them a fraud because they can't prove that there's even um, even a virus. If there's no virus, then why have all these regulations that don't don't work? Um, but but he Patrick King, King did um, did win his case in in the Queen's Court and in Canada. The Queen's Court is like our U.S. federal court system here, so it applies to the whole country. Um, and the court ruled. Uh, the judge is amazing. The court ruled that the uh, uh, the province of Alberta did not have any authority for masks, social distancing, COVID regulations, all invalid right now and potentially they are the all the regulations are also invalid for all of canada because it was in the queen's court for for uh for that country and so it has a lot of good presidential value been trying to reach patrick king to have him on my show i hope to reach him this week and if i'm with luck i hope to have him on uh next next saturday to talk about his fabulous win but um i think people have to remember that a lot of what we're telling is a bunch of lies we're not being told the truth about many things including we're not being told the truth of course about the health effects of of these shots um i uh People don't realize it, but when you get these uh, when you get these shots, you often can shed. It affects ninety percent of the time. It affects um, uh, women and men to a lesser extent, um, but um, 
But what, what happens is that the, the virus itself was created in a bio lab uh, paid for by um, Mr. Gates and Warren Buffet. Um, they, they paid, I think they paid either 30, it was some incredible figure like 37, 38 billion or 37 or 38 trillion dollars to create it. They started in 2010. And uh, one of the things is, is that if you take this shot, you can start, most people start shedding and shedding means that let's say you're on a flight across the country and you've taken the shot. If you've taken the shot, more likely if you're a woman, you will start shedding. Shedding means that you start exuding, uh, start, start pumping out these spike proteins and people can die from the spike proteins and get very, very sick. So instead of being safe by taking the the shot, the ironic thing is that you're going, you're going to infect all of the people um, that you come in, often come in contact with. And I say this because um, a couple of people, um, friends of mine who were on my trip to Mount Shasta about a month ago, they, when they flew back, um, they were from upper uh, New York state. They were from the Buffalo, New York area. And so they, when they flew back, they flew on Southwest airlines from Sacramento to Buffalo and sitting next to them was this uh, medical doctor. She's very proud of the fact that she'd gotten the, uh, the Pfizer shot. The only problem is that she was shedding the whole time. And when they got home, they, they ended up getting very sick from the, uh, from, from the, uh, from the virus, from the shedding, from the, from the, from the shot that this lady had gotten. And, um, um, they're better now, but I just want to tell people um, there are remedies for that, um, and and they're they're very inexpensive. But you have to be careful now when you go out because if people are shedding, you can pick it up if you're in the same room breathing the same air that they have. If you have a spouse, for example, or a girlfriend or boyfriend who've gotten a shot and you haven't, and they start shedding, you could have problems because you're in close proximity. If you're in close proximity to them, you could get very very sick as a result. There are remedies you can do. I'm going to go over those now. They're they're cheap. They're home remedies. They work and they don't cost very much money at all. One of the things you can take is, is hydrochloroquine, HCQ. In Mexico, which is a, a normal country, um, it, you can buy HCQ over the counter for a dollar or two dollars a bottle. Here in the United States, you have to have a doctor's prescription. But if you know a doctor, it's no big deal. You can get a prescription, but you can make it as well. And you can make it by simply taking the rinds of three grapefruit and the rinds of three lemons um, and cutting them into small pieces and putting them into like a, a metal pan um, of water with two inches of water on top with a metal lid on top and let it simmer for two or three hours. Then you let it cool down and then sweeten it to taste and then just drink it as a preventative measure. Um, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits and other medical doctors recommend that you might also want to put a zinc tablet in it, crush it up and put it in, in the hydrochloroquine. Um, and they can just sip it like a tea to drink at least one or two cups of that a day. And that'll come, that'll protect you a lot from the shedding and also people who've been, um, who've taken the shot. Now, if you've taken the shot, you can also take that as well to help with some of the effects. Um, but it does work. And, um, if you don't feel like making, um, making your own, just call a doctor and get a prescription for it. The second thing that a lot of medical doctors are recommending are, is ivermectin. Ivermectin is a miracle drug. It's a lot like aspirin invented in Japan. And it's very, in Mexico, again, a normal country, um, you can get that there for a dollar or $2 a bottle. Here in the United States, you need a prescription. Um, but, um, but you can use that as well. The third thing you can do is to use what's called pine needle tea, drink pine needle tea. 
Pine needle tea is an interesting thing. Um, this is from Dr. Uh, Judy uh, Mikovits. I learned this about from her. So this information is actually from her. Um, the best, not all pine needles are made the same. And the, the best kind of pine needle tea is the one that has five needles on it from what's called the white pine, um, white, white pine uh, tree. And um, if you just make a tea of that, like for boil it up, the, 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 the pine needles in a, in some water for about 20, 30 minutes and just drink it like a tea, that'll also protect you too. There's a substance in there called Cernim, I think, from uh, Dr. Mikovitz um, that will help prevent prevent um, prevent shedding and also help you with the effects of shedding and also help you with the, um, with the shot as well. It's not a panacea, it doesn't cure everything, but it does help and does help with the, with the effects. The other thing I mentioned on my show a week ago was when I had Dr. Kyra Roca. He's a famer, famous naturopathic doctor out of the Bahamas. He was wrecking, recommending making a tea out of mango leaves, which I thought was interesting. Um, so if you live in an area that's tropical and it does have mango trees, you might want to get some of those um, leaves and make it as well into a tea. He also recommended using pineapple, the rinds, the outside coating of pineapple as well to, to, to make this um, kind of like the HCQ. The only problem is that here in the United States, if you get pineapple from Hawaii, unless it says organic, most pineapple um, grown in Hawaii now is genetically modified by, by Monsanto. It's not good for your health. So, but if you can find organic pineapple, um, cut off the rinds on on the on the circ on the um, on the outside of it. Um, leave the meat alone, but just cut off the rinds, and then make that same kind of kind of tea. You can use um, with the. Um, um, to drink it like a tea, and it's very, very good, good for your health. And actually, if you live in an area, um, I have uh, friends in the Philippines, and they don't. It's harder to get grapefruits there. So there's other, there's other, um, other citrus fruits as well in in the in the Philippines, and you can use like, like limes are good. Um, oranges are great to use uh, as a substitute. But it's it's something about all the antioxidants in the shell of that fruit where you cut it up and you put it under in a metal metal pot for about uh, two or three hours let it boil off the resin into the liquid and just drink it like a tea you and then after that you can you can put it in your fridge and keep it there for um you know for as long as you need it but it's a very effective way it's full of antioxidants full of vitamins uh, c and other good vitamins for your health um if you want to boost it take a take a zinc capsule and just crush that up and put it in the in the liquid itself and that'll help you too all that that's it's it doesn't cost very much money and it does work so all of these uh remedies do help um finally there's also a prayer that i recommend people taking um for the uh, saying for the um um, if you've taken if you've taken the shot or if you're suffering from the effects of shedding from someone else, um, it's a very simple prayer, and I'll I'll go over it with you now. And for when, anyone out there who who'd like a who'd like to learn more about these remedies or the prayer, just send me an email, and I'll be happy to uh, send you uh, send you a sheet listing all the different remedies. My email is out of this world eleven fifty at gmail dot com. I also have a new Proton Mail account. Um, it's um, out of this world radio at protonmail.com. Protonmail is is a um, is a mail service that's completely uh, secure. It's out of Switzerland, and they give very good service. They have free accounts, and I urge you to check them out if you're looking for an alternative way to send your email. 
But um, one of the first things you can do is that this this prayer I learned from from uh, Q and the people of the hollow earth, and you count down from 10 to one. So you say the number 10, and then you breathe in and out, and, and, and then nine, breathe in and out, eight, breathe in and out, seven, in and out, six, all the way down to one, breathing in and out. Then you snap your fingers, all right? And then you say, I command prime creator, and I'm going slow so people can write this down, and then you say, I command prime creation. So you say, I command prime creator. And then you say, I command prime creation to completely heal me from, you can list anything, from the shedding, from the shot. And then say, I am now completely healed. And I know it to be true. And snap your fingers. And then you breathe, you count down again, five to one. Say the number five. Breathe in and out. Four, in and out. Three, in and out. Two, in and out. One, in and out. And then you say, I am now, I can say this again, I am now completely healed. And I know it to be true. And snap your fingers. It does work. I've, I've, I've been... Um, uh, helping people use this this prayer it's uh, ties into the God within you um, for the last couple of weeks now and many people have been really helped by it so if you'd like to just go ahead and use it um, I know it'll it'll help um, now I've talked to the galactics about people who've taken um, uh, taken the shot and I know people listening today there might be some people who've taken the shot and also if you if you're not if you haven't taken the shot uh, maybe you're concerned about your other family members or friends who have taken the shot and how and how to help them. The first thing that that needs to be done if if somebody's taken the shot, there's two things you need to, for them to be helped. Number one, they have to believe in a God or supreme being, if you will, or, um, and higher spiritual forces. Because if they're not spiritual, this is not going to help them. They have to allow that healing to occur. So that's the first thing. They have to believe in a higher spiritual power. The second thing is that they have to want to live. I know that sounds simple, but a lot of people don't want to be on this planet anymore. A lot of them, I think, want to exit. And so they're going to give that, they will be given that opportunity. This is a free will planet. And if you do want to exit the planet, you can go. They will, you can go by simply taking the shot. The mortality rates for this shot are extremely high. Um, and I think that um, I know in Europe, um, among nursing home residents a couple months ago, they had like a 30% mortality rate of residents of nursing homes in Berlin, for example. And that was not, not counting the other 30% in addition to that who were completely disabled after taking the shot. There's only a very small percentage of people who, who actually had had it made it made it through the shot here in the United States. Um, I do a lot of readings for people uh, all the time. I also have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side and how to time travel and do remote viewing. It's a lot of fun. Um, if by the way, if you'd like to do that, just send me an email to out of this world eleven fifty at gmail.com or you can write me at my new email address out of this world radio at protonmail.com and I'd be happy to enroll you in my program. But at any rate, um, the, um, the what I've seen from people, people often say, well, how long, they sometimes ask, how long will 
will my husband or wife live or how much long will my my friend live they've taken the shot and uh I don't I don't tell people this information I don't like talking about death um but if they ask and and if they press me I will tell them I can I can tap into that and under most timelines people most people will be uh, passing away within the next 5 to 6 months I think we're going to start seeing that happening next month because what the shot does is that it goes into your it disables your immune system and so basically your body attacks itself and you're going to be seeing a lot of people starting to pass away. You already see them a lot of people passing away right now. There's actually a lawsuit um, against the CDC, and the allegation is that they've they have um, they have uh, uh, lied about the n- number of people dying from the uh, and being injured uh, from the shot. Um, there was just a story on uh, Newsmax uh, television here just a couple days ago. And people had been who had been analyzing the um, the numbers of people dead and dying from the shot with the CDC found that the actual number um, was 36,000 as of July 12th. That was in the Bayer's system because the CDC keeps altering the numbers, but they 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 did an analysis and found that the true number was something like 36,000 people dead since January. Now, the, the shot itself has only been out the last six months or so. And if you've got a death rate of 36,000 people, and this is under the VAERS system, uh, the Vaccine Report, Injury Reporting System, it's a federal system. It's also um, it's also voluntary on the on the part of physicians and and other healthcare professionals to report deaths and injuries to this federal system. Most doctors are too busy to to report it. And so um, because it takes up to 45 minutes and sometimes longer to enter all the data into the computer and they just don't have that time and time is money to doctors. So uh, at any rate, um, um, statistically, people think that people believe that only one percent of the actual deaths from the shot are being registered under the Bayer system. And if that's true, if 36,000 registered deaths on the Bayer system represents only one percent of the uh, number of deaths um, that have happened since January, then statistically speaking, we actually don't have 36,000 deaths since January. We have more like 36 million deaths. Since the population of the United States is 320 million, we're looking at a a 12 to 13% death rate just for the United States since January. And we haven't seen it peak yet. And it, because there's a delayed reaction in these shots, um, that'll start hitting the fan starting next month is when I um, see the things hitting the fan. This is why President Kennedy told me um, about two weeks ago, he said, Ted, this is the calm before the storm. Get ready. Um, this this summer, the summer of the summer of 2021 is like the summer of 1939. Um, it, it's not going to be a, a world a world war um, like like back in 39, 1940, 40, 41, 42. But instead, there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of issues, societal issues, and maybe some regional conflicts coming up. But most most importantly, a lot of people uh, will be passing away and very soon. It, I'm not saying that they cannot be helped. They can be helped if they believe in God, believe in higher spiritual forces, and want to live. But their time is is short. And for many people, what happens with these shots, it, it decreases the blood, blood, blood pallets in your, in your system. So you end up getting a heart attack or a stroke in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. That's why, that's how I see a lot of people passing away this fall. Um, and I don't see where the reaction is of people that, why, why don't they stand up now? What's interesting 
um, there was um, both, I think both um, the CDC realizes this is coming and they have, um, they've formulated plans now for internment camps for high risk people, for Americans who they consider high risk um, um, to, to be put into forcibly for up to four years with no rights, no appeal, no civil rights, no civil liberties, nothing. If this sounds like World War II, what the Germans did in, in um, Nazi Germany, you're absolutely right. This is what the kind of future they're planning for. And if you don't believe me, just go to the CDC website. They've got it right there. I think that they call it, um, they use double, they use Aurelian um, doublespeak. Um, let me give you the site here. Uh, I just saw it this morning. I want to frank, uh, thank my friends, um, Dan and Ursula in Switzerland for sending me this site. Often I hear of things from my friends in abroad outside of the United States of happening here. Um, CDC publishes Green Zone Concentration Camp proto- Protocol, preparing mass mass imprisonment for people who they, who they um, deem to be high risk. High risk could be Trump supporters. High risk could be elderly people. Uh, who already aren't dead from the vaccine. Could be a lot of things. Here's the site. You're welcome to look it out. www.redvoicemedia.com forward slash 2021 forward slash 08 forward slash CDC hyphen publishes hyphen green hyphen zone hyphen concentration hyphen camp hyphen protocol. Um, If that doesn't wake you up, I... I don't know what will, but um, that's uh, very disturbing as an American um, that they're planning on this and they published it on their site. There's something about the cabal where they, they say that they have to tell people what they're going to do. And actually, if you look at the history of Adolf Hitler, he told everybody in Mein Kampf, the book that he wrote in prison in 1925 in Germany, what he was going to do to the Jews and he was going to kill all these people and, and um, everything. It's written right there in his book. And, and in a like fashion, um, the people at, um, I don't know what they're, I, maybe I shouldn't be so kind and not call them people. I don't know what they are. But the, the entities at CDC are publishing this um, Green Zone Concentration Camp Protocol for enslaving and locking Americans up without any civil rights. Um, and they're preparing to do that right now, my friends. Just look on the CDC website. Um, I challenge anyone to prove me wrong. I read that this morning, looked it up myself. I've got text of it here. Actually, um, let me do this here. It's um, it's called, if you want to look it up, it's called Operational Considerations for Humanitarian Settings. This is that nice language. Um, in order for your security... Now, that was a catchphrase used by Adolf Hitler in World War II. He said, for your security, we're sending the Jews to concentration camps. We're going to kill them. In order for your security, we're going to, um, uh, we're going to classify Americans into high-risk and low-risk populations. And the high-risk will be sent to concentration – oh, I'm sorry, internment camps permanently um, without any rights – without any um, civil rights, no, no civil liberties, indefinitely. Um, and they're planning that right now. Um, our governor here in Washington State, Democratic Governor Inslee, um, I think he's in jail right now. I, I haven't, we haven't seen him in the last six or eight months. But he talked about that last year, that um, people would be sent to camps here in the state if they didn't comply with his, with his orders but um, it's something worth being aware of. Um, you know, people are, are 
um, are standing up to this worldwide. There's been massive protests in London, and I want to congratulate all the British people for standing up in London and the UK to this to this continual lockdown. I really admire them. Um, uh, I think Prime Minister uh, Johnson had had proposed. Um, uh, it, making uh, pass uh, what, what, what's called uh, vaccine passports mandatory in the UK, and the British people stood up. Millions marched in London, and he promptly withdrew the plan. In France, Macron um, had had proposed uh, also vaccine passports about two weeks ago. The next day, there were riots and demonstrations throughout France, and even the gendarmes, um, the national police force in France stood up against it, said, we're not going to support you on this. He promptly withdrew it. Now, I've looked into the timeline for Macron, and I do see him being arrested and executed by the by guillotine by the French people sometime next year. His days are numbered. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, in Australia, they've They've um, they've been protesting there. And actually, last week, I heard that there was a plot to overthrow the Australian government um, that was uncovered by the police there. So people are getting pretty fed up and they're being pushed to the limit um, here in the United States. Um, unfortunately, you don't see that same level of, um, of of protest against it. One of the problems here in the United States is that uh, we've been under um, a flu shot program for the past six years that started under Obama, where within the flu shots themselves, about 60%, I'm told, of the shots themselves contain nanobots, which tell people to obey so and not to protest. So I think you're seeing the result of that kind of mind control being happening here in the United States. There's a lot of good people here, and I think a lot of people are upset about what's going on. But this is right in your face fascism, that they're going to send us to, to internment camps unless we speak up. Um, I've heard that Biden himself is not even a legitimate president, mostly because of the election was, was fraudulent. But more than that, the United States government itself has split into two different sections. Let me explain. Um, we were a, the, the US, USA Incorporated ceased to end, it ceased to exist uh, last November. And after that, we became a republic. President Trump, I'm told, is now the president of this republic. So what is Biden the president of? He's actually the president of a now defunct um, a, 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 a corporation, USA Incorporated, that's now no longer in existence. So what you see him flying around the country and and at news conferences is is all fake and it's being held up by the by the fake media for for example i want you to look carefully at some of his news conferences where he waves his hand and shakes a reporter's hand and his hand is actually green screen cgi there's there's no real hand there there's no real biden there either they're just this computer generated image if you look at his air force one the Air Force One that Biden flies around in is actually not even the real Air Force One. It's usually a Hollywood prop or a private jet that he flies around on. I don't know who pays for it, but it's not paid for by the U.S. taxpayers because he is not the the actual president of the United States um, because the United States went bankrupt last November. I want you all to, to do some research on that, which is amazing. Um, but when you think about it, none of what Biden is saying now is legal. Nothing. You know, my friends tell me and um, I have a few friends in government and they say, well, he has Biden has authority over the, the color of toilet paper in federal buildings. So he might be able to issue an order requiring all federal buildings to have purple toilet paper. But beyond that, 
Beyond the 10 square mile area of the District of Columbia, he has absolutely no authority. And if you ever wanted to challenge any of his regulations, you could easily do that by just telling the judge or the or the uh, or the government, say, show me, show me your authority. Show me that you're actually the president, that you were actually validly elected. I've also been told that the elections in um, Arizona have been overturned. And now Georgia's next and all the other states will fall like dominoes. So it's going to be very interesting this fall because I think the proof's going to come out that Mr. Trump did win the election and he is our legitimate president. So it's going to be an interesting time in human history. But I want people, as President Kennedy told me um, months ago, to wake up as to what's going on because democracy is not free. Our, our civil rights and liberties are not free. The people who founded this country a couple hundred years ago um, are very concerned that we're losing our country to a bunch of thugs who undermined our elections, who gave us false elections, um, to a media that tells us nothing but lies. Um, people want the truth. That's why alternative media outlets like my program have been very successful. Um, as of last week, my, my listener base went up to uh, over 2.5 million, and it's been just amazing, and I'm so glad to have this support because most people want the truth. They're tired of being lied to, um, and they want the truth about how they can make themselves and their families and this planet a better place. Uh, planet Earth is ascending right now, and the important thing I want you to remember that tomorrow on August 8th is something called um, Lion's Gate. And you may ask, well, what's Lionsgate? Well, I'll read something about it here. Um, every year on around the eighth month, uh, sorry, the eighth day of the eighth month of the year, August 8th, which is tomorrow. In the United States here, it's August 7th. If you're in Japan, I think it's August 8th there now. But anyway, if you're in the United States, it's August 7th. So tomorrow it's, it's August 8th here in the U.S. Um, it's a time of increased cosmic energy flowing between the physical and spiritual realms. And um, it's in a very, very importantly, ast astrologically, the gateway is marked by an alignment between the Earth and the star Sirius. Um, Sirius is a very interesting star. It's actually three stars, or Sirius A and B and C. Sirius A is a negative planet allied with the reptilians. Sirius B is an aquatic planet where um, dolphins and whales come from. I'm not too familiar with Sirius C, but our planet now is... is um, is, is, a, is a line with the star Sirius. I think it's Sirius B. And um, it's also directly aligned with the Pyramid of, of Giza as well. So it's a very important time. And I want everyone to pray tomorrow, to meditate on world peace, um, for people to wake up, um, to raise our consciousness, um, and to help heal the people who've taken the shot. I think there's a lot of people out there who are very innocent on this. I mean, most people, when you tell them, would you willingly take a shot? that could end your life within five or six months or permanently debilitate and kill you. Most people would say, no, I would never take something like that. But because people don't have the information in the mass media, they don't realize what it's going to do to them. They take the shot, but a lot of them are very innocent. I know that I've talked to the Galactics about this and they said they will be stepping in to help many of the children. You know, what's amazing about some of these companies like Pfizer. Pfizer has gone into the children's market now. It's not enough for Pfizer and Moderna to start giving injections to children between the ages of 12 to 17. No, Pfizer wants to go down to little kids now, starting at age five, five to uh, 11. And the problem with, um, with that, I think in the last, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in his uh, children's um, uh, health defense newsletter said that there was something like, 
I think a week ago or two weeks ago, he said there was something like 4,000 um, cases of mitochondria, which is the enlarged hearts leading to heart attacks and strokes for little children. Little children as young as 12 years old getting a heart attack and strokes, dying. We're talking 4,000, 3,000, 4,000 of these kids already getting these kinds of health injuries, totally unnecessary, all related directly to the shots. Where's the outrage? People need to wake up unless they just want their kids to be killed. I mean, um, a, a lot of people are finding out too late that um, these governments are lying to you as well as the, the, the co these companies are not telling you the truth, what's going on. Um, but just do your research and make up your own decisions and your own mind. I mean, I, I don't have all the answers, but I do like to research and I do like to read a lot. And um, as, as with anything you, you read or, or hear, if it, if, if it go, if you, if you resonate with it, with your heart and mind, if it feels like it's true, then follow it. If it doesn't resonate with your heart and mind and you don't feel like it's, it's true, then, then don't follow it. One of the problems um, with the, uh, with the shots is that when you take it, it, your soul gets separated from the rest of your body. It's true. It happens. And then all of your eight chakras are completely shut down. Um, the interesting thing about us humans is that we have, um, here's a guide. We have um, a chakra system. This is a really cool um, chakra guide I got some months ago. It talks about every chakra you have. The root chakra, uh, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus chakra. There's eight of them here. I'll go through them real quick. Um, the heart chakra leading to compassion, the throat chakra for, for talking and speaking, the third eye chakra for the pineal gland, the crown chakra, which ties you into God. Um, but um, with the shots coming out right now, all of these chakras are completely shut down. Uh, in most people, their chakra strength goes down to 80, goes down to only 20% what it was before. And many times it's completely eliminated. And the pineal gland is also completely eliminated. The pineal gland is your intuition here. It's leading into the, it's what's called the God gene. Um, Mr. Gates gave a presentation before a three-letter agency in Washington, D.C. back in, it was in 2007, five or seven. And during that um, uh, during that um, during that presentation, he said he could produce a shot, a vaccine, if you will, that would take out the God gene in people so you wouldn't have any religious terrorists out of Afghanistan anymore. Well, this three-letter agency was very interested in that. And if you look at to see what's in these shots, that's exactly what they're doing now. Across the board, everybody who takes these shots, they don't have a tie into God anymore because your pineal gland's gone and there's no and there's no more um there's no more chakra system. So people have no tie into God. And what does that mean on a long-term basis? On the long term, some of the people taking the shots right now will become the grays of the future. Um, you know the grays with the big black eyes and they're about four feet tall with the weird green skin. They have no compassion, they have no soul. Um, they also have no tie into God either. And some of those grays have come from the future to give us this message now that that the humans taking this shot now eventually become those grays of the future. So this is a free will planet. You can't stop people from going on that path. All you can do is to advise them what's going to happen to them if they do um, do take that shot. There is the med beds will be coming out. Uh, I look by the end of the year. 
that will help. The only thing um, that the med beds will not be able to reverse are is the mRNA damage. Now, this is this is very novel. I had Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA mRNA sequencing uh, gene therapy for Moderna, back in um, um, back in uh, uh, for, for Moderna about about two weeks ago or a week ago. He he was on my show, and we talked about that where. Um, um, it's an experimental gene therapy. Um, the the big pharmaceutical companies call their drugs vaccines because they get legal protections. They can't be sued. But actually, if you call a spade a spade, if you call it what it is, it's it's not a vaccine. It's it's just gene therapy, and the the um, the gene therapy in in the shots for the, from these companies, they change. They alter your your DNA forever so that you don't, um, you don't have, so not only you don't have any tie into God and not only is all your chakras shut down, your pineal gland shut down, but if you have any children, your generation, generations of offspring after that, you take that one shot, they won't also have any chakra system. They won't also, they will not have any pineal gland. They will not have any tie into God. They become like biological robots. And, um, and the other thing that happens when people take the shot, they they turn from being service to others with a heart compassion and, and a pineal gland to 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 service to self to be very um um very they can become very nasty and have and get very angry because they become self centered ever more because they have no tie into God they become like biological entities. There is help available for them. Um, the remedy sheet does have a lot of things, and uh, it's time I think people. Um, I'm not saying this in a religious sense. But I am saying that people need to realize that we're much greater than we think we are. We all have a tie into God for those people who haven't taken the shot. We have a tie into God and God is there and she um, is is benevolent and she, and I know she will help us. But we have to ask for help like everything, everything else on this planet. It's a matter of free will and people have to ask for help. I'm, I'm here to help anyone who... Um, who's taken the shot or knows uh, relatives, but, but there is help available. Um, there is a Nobel Peace Prize winter, uh, winner named Luc Montagnier. I've met Professor Montagnier, a wonderful man. He, um, he said in an interview in France about a month ago, he said that within three years, everyone who takes the shot will die. I don't think it's going to be 100%, could be 90%. Um, and I think that this can be turned around if more and more people become spiritual and ask for help, because um, th- there is help available out there, not only from God, if you will, but also from the, the galactics who can definitely help people if they have any, any health problems with that. getting it looks like my guest has um marcella has come in a little early and i'm so glad she is she's a wonderful lady she's from peru and has had a lot of contact with benevolent um uh, extraterrestrials and i'm so glad that she could join us today i'm going to ask her to come in on early it's about seven minutes to eight minutes to to 11 i'll see if i can get her in early here um 
And uh, we'll start the second part of our program now. She's a wonderful lady. I've known her for the last couple of years. Marcella, how are you doing? Como esta? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. It's <laughs> so good to have you on. Thanks for coming in early. I was just wrapping up the first part of my show, and and I'm so happy you're here today. Thanks so much. I didn't give you much notice <laughs> to come on my show. But um, anyway, um, how are you doing today? And if you could tell people a little bit about yourself, just to introduce yourself to my audience would be great. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. Uh, my name is Marcela Velasco de la Vesier. I'm from Cusco, Peru. And I have, I've also lived in the U.S. for over 30 years. I live in the state of Colorado. I left Peru during a political turmoil 30 years ago. Um, I dedicate my life to ET contact with uh, different beings. I started when I was very young uh-huh. with um, with a group that is called Mission Rama in Peru that it was dedicated and still is dedicated to ET contact. So I was part of one of those groups in Cusco, and I learned a lot of the protocols in contact with them. And then after a few years, I started my own contact. And that's what I do now. I'm in contact with beings from the universe within the, the galaxy of Andromeda. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, you probably have, you probably know this man. If you don't, I'm happy to give you an introduction. Is Alex Collier. Um, he also has contact with the Andromedans. Have you, have you met or talked to Alex before? No, I, I've read a lot of stuff about his connection with the Andromedans. Um, mm-hmm. And I was always very interested to learn about his connection. In my case, um, these beings are beings of light. They don't have physical bodies and they move in a very high frequency. Right. Uh, and they come from a universe within Andromeda. So they use the central sign of Andromeda as a portal to go into their inner universe. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, after this show, um, we'll talk later. I'll, I'll put you in touch with Alex. He's a good man. Um and he's an, also in contact with Andromedans. One of the things I know from what Alex has told me is that the Andromeda galaxy, actually, Marcella, has a blue sun. And because it's got a blue sun, this is fascinating. The people there are humans. They're in higher dimension. But they have blue skin. Could you elaborate perhaps on that? Yeah, I always talk about the, the blue sun of Andromeda because Andromeda has a blue sun. But going through that blue sun, you go into another universe where everything is blue. And these beings have uh, blue energy. They don't have a material body as we know it, but when they materialize, they're blue mostly or golden. And the energy is a, a very rich blue that it's like um, like the unity of many different colors and vibrates as, as blue. And even their skin, some of those beings are blue and they move in a very high frequency. Beautiful. That's that's fantastic. Now, are they in the? They're not in third. Are they in fifth and higher dimensions, um, densities, if you will? Well, I think there's a point, and there's 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 a limit in what we call dimensions. So, mm-hmm. the dimensions and the frequency in which they move it's something that we don't know. So it goes uh-huh. beyond what we can call twelve, thirty-three, or fifty-five. So they use dimensions as unknown numbers for us. So I would say it's just a very, very high frequency and very high vibration that they use and they travel in. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. How did now you're from Cusco? What a beautiful city. Oh my goodness. When I'm in Cusco, I always feel like I'm in the fourth dimension, fourth, fifth dimension. The not only is it a it what but about eight thousand feet elevation, but also spiritually it always feels wonderful there. I I can feel it. It's like being at Mount Shasta. Yes, um, Cusco is over 12,000 feet high, and my family used to own a ranch that it was over 14,000 feet high. Wow. That's where my ET connection began mm-hmm. in the middle of the Andes. And uh, Cusco, you know, is very famous because of all the solar temples that the Incas and the pre-Incas use, like the ones in the Sacred Valley. So usually when I go home, I start doing all my my touring through all the, the sacred sites and all the solar temples to reactivate the solar energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's great, Marcella. We don't have to talk about this too much right now. If you don't want, I'm, you're happy to, you're welcome. There's no censorship on my show. So you're welcome to talk about anything you like, Marcella. But you told me a little bit about what's going on in Peru yesterday. And we here in the United States and North America, we have no idea um, other than uh, the traffic, news, sports, and weather what's going on in our mass media. I mean, they give us garbage, total garbage. And so if you, would you like to go in a little bit about what's happening politically in Peru now? If you'd like to leave that subject alone, you can. I'd also like to ask for everyone to do some prayers for Peru for peace there, because I know they've had a lot of issues coming up, troubles there recently. I appreciate that. That's what I was going to ask for, a circle of light and a circle of prayers. We need a lot of prayers right now. Um, Mm -hmm. We had elections in June, and we got a second round of elections where there was a lot of fraud everywhere. Right. And we we have a president right now that it's uh, extreme communist, Marxism, Mm -hmm. Leninism, plus the Chavism that has been established in Venezuela. So Peru is on the edge of becoming extreme radical communist country Uh, people are fighting for freedom and democracy in the streets even today there's huge march all over peru requesting the fall down of this government and requesting people or even the military to take over and allow people to control the country and go back to democracy it's very hard times for us we went back to in in the in the mixing of timelines, we went back to 35 years ago. That that's the moment when we had a tourist group, and it was right. defeated. So we're going back to the same right now. But uh, actually, there's this a moment that we need a lot of praise and light because whatever happens in Peru is going to manifest all over South America. Interesting. Um, you know, I was um, I was in Peru about a year and a half ago. I had a wonderful time. I have friends there, and I try to go back there a couple times a year, and. Um, um, I wanted to tell you that uh, when I was there, I saw this um, young lady with a shining path um, with a Mao hat on and a red star of the Chinese Communist Party. I was shocked to see it. Um, and I asked about it and they said that the shining path was still around. Um, the communists were still around. I thought they'd gone, but I guess they and now they've come back huh? to to. Well, well, it was smart, you know, because uh, they created a political party. So as a political party, they they had a, somebody to represent them in the elections. And with fraud, um, they did everything possible for this person to win. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, it's kind of like um, like here in the United States. You know, President Trump probably won, won about 80 percent of the vote yet. We've got this illegitimate, illegal president in, um, 
and who issues orders, but he had, he's on like propped up by CGI screens on the media. Um, and um, you have to remember too, the media was resp- the mass media controlled by the cabal was responsible for instilling fear into everyone. So as soon as these shots came out earlier this year, many people rushed out to get this stuff, not asking what's in it. Will it kill me? What will happen to my health if I take this stuff? They lost their rationality. And um, but is the media controlled by the by the negatives in Peru like it is here? Well, it's they control everything. So it was electoral college. It was everything. So many times because yeah. the other person that went to the second round, it was uh, Keiko Fujimori. That it's the daughter of Fujimori, which was president and uh, in the eighties, the one that took the. Right. The leader of the Shining Path into jail. So, oh, really? Oh. So everybody said that what was happening in Peru it was very similar to what happened here. The control of the media, the control of the people, right. the control mm-hmm. of every single thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same pattern, actually. Yes. Same pattern. Yeah, it's the same in France, I think, and the same in Germany. Um, it's the same in Australia. It's the same in the UK. Um, not quite the same in japan japanese people um are very spiritual and there is more freedom there but the prime minister is not good in japan um either um but there's a war definitely a war going on i'm sure you've heard of the the five african presidents who've been murdered in the last two months for speaking out against uh the covid regulations yes and and you know that peru has a one of the highest amount of people that died during COVID times since last year. Mm. So at this point, I mean, we don't talk anymore about third wave, four waves or anything of COVID because uh-huh. politics are just going so crazy and the, and the, yeah. the dollar exchange is so high. And right. so the people took already their money out of the country. Um, so people are just fighting in the streets, trying to go back to freedom and democracy. You know, it's, we never thought it was going to happen so fast. So everybody's still in shock. That's what I, I always ask for people to create circles of light and prayers for us because we, we, we really need it now. Well, the message I got from my angels now is what, what can people do now to help Peru and the United States and Britain and Canada and Mexico? I don't know. Mexico's completely open. There's, there's not the problems there. Um, but uh, some of these other countries, um, would you mind leading us in prayers for Peru? To help help the people there um, establish a democracy again. Well, we 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 can pray, you know, for for freedom, uh, for freedom to request all the. Whether well, you want me to do a short meditation right now, or, or yeah, that'd be just, great. That'd be great. Okay, yeah. okay. So if we can just close our eyes and just go deep inside, and if somebody knows the map of Peru, it's it's on the Pacific coast in South America, and if we can create a circle of light around it. Um, I request all angels and the protectors of the land in Peru, the guardians, the, the apples, with, which are the spirit of the mountains, mm-hmm. to help us raise the frequency of our country so freedom and consciousness and democracy can come back and people have the power and the strength because there are lots of people praying right now. So we can win. So so the light can win over darkness and it will be a beautiful place as ever to help South America to be in the light. Mm-hmm. I thought about moving there last year. I was actually, um, cause I really like Peru and I like Cusco, that area. But, um, 
I'm, I'm so sad to hear this going on right now. I really am. Um, like, like I said, we don't get anything about this in our media. Our media is crap here. We don't get nothing, nothing at all. Um, and, but I'm glad, so glad you can share that. What do your uh, space brothers and sisters say about the situation here on planet earth and how can we help the ascension? Well, I, 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 th- I think they know that we're going through a lot of changes that it's basically, uh, depending on us, humanity, to be right. conscious of everything that is happening to, to whatever we are, we can hold light for others, that we can touch people's hearts, that we can explain that the changes are important. But if we go with it and we're part of, of the changes and at the same time, we wrap our planet in light, all of us together, we're going to go through the changes into the light. And then um, there's so many sacred places that were used in the past in different cultures. And right now there's still sacred places that hold the light. So if we can reconnect all those places, reconnect the energy for the highest will of humanity and put our hearts in that, I think we're going to be safe, whatever we are. If we're all, all of us that are conscious and all of us that are working for the light work together and we are united, I think, mm-hmm. I think successful. It's going to take time. But I think we can do it. Okay. I know we can do it. I know there's a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. The, um, the uh, God, if you will, the Supreme Being has decreed that this planet shall ascend. And so the negatives can do whatever they want to do. They can falsify elections. They can control the media. They can kill us, try to kill us off with a shot. Um, but none of it's going to work. And uh, long term, we are going to win. So, I mean, it's important, I think, for people to keep positive. Um, I wanted to tell you, um, when I was in Peru about a year and a half ago, I went to a village, oh, it's about 30 miles outside of Cusco. I'm trying to remember the name. Um, Pizac, just outside of Pizac, there was a place where, um, you could see UFOs landing back and forth during the day and night. Do you know that area there? Is, is that one of the areas you're familiar with? Uh, usually I go to Pizac and I, I go to to the ruins, uh, but I go late at night. And yes, it's a place for contact and all the secret values for a place for contact too, like outside Morai, if you know where it is. And kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, there, there are many ships going back and forth. That's the way that we know that they're present, they're helping. I think there are many different confederations and mm-hmm. that are present at all times. The only difference is that in the past, Mm-hmm. A lot of contactees or people that are related to contact, they still look for the metallic crafts to pass by to make sure that there's contact. Yes, the ships are flying around. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we go further, a little bit higher than that, and we go beyond that, and if we can see through and beyond, we can see that they're all over the place, but they're energy. So depending on the vibration our and our own frequency, mm-hmm. We can see them in front of us. That's what uh, direct contact is about. Mm, that's great. That's great. When they when they when they've contacted you before, do they materialize their their energy right so that they don't manifest in a three D physical body? They they must manifest in terms of light, or how do they manifest exactly, Marcella? Well, it, it it depends on the beings, and it depends where they're from. If they come from our Milky Way, they have some form of um, 
physical bodies that we can see, or there are people that talk about physical bodies, ETs in physical bodies. For me, I've mm-hmm. seen many different races, different beings, um, but these beings from the blue sun of Andromeda, this inner universe of Andromeda, they're light. So when they manifest, they can just shift uh, so people don't get scared, but usually they use energy. So they're just energy. So you can see their faces, but they move in energy. And uh, and I learned how to hold that energy so it won't be so much for me. At the beginning, it was intense. Um, little by little, I'm learning. I'm learning even when they write energetically in different languages. They even write through my eyes. Um, I just learned many different things with time. Um, that, that, yes, we can adjust to higher frequencies, higher vibrations. We can, mm-hmm. we can work with it and learn. So it goes beyond of what we know. Mm-hmm. Has anyone, have you ever done um, the past life reading where you came from? I'm getting some messages I'd be happy to share with you either on the air or privately later if you want. Um, I, 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 I was trained inside an Andromeda ship to do many things. So one of those things are also past life progressions and healing. But it would be interesting to, to hear what you feel. Well, you had a past life, obviously, with the Andromedans, and you volunteered to come down here to help with the Ascension. I'm also told that there were many, there were many, many souls who wanted to be part of this Ascension process right now, but there weren't not enough vehicles or bodies for people to, to come into. So it's, it's, it's an honor to be, to be here now. And I know it's not easy in many parts of the planet right now, but we all chose to be here at this time. We're kind of like Marines. We're, we're all here to um, help make this world a better place. And we all chose to be here. And, um, you know, uh, this is the last, I think this is the last gasp of the negatives of the darkness. Um, But I know the light's going to win, Marcella. We just have to keep up, keep up the fight and keep up, keep pressing for better times and being positive and raise the launches, raise the consciousness and light as much as possible. Yes, that, that, that's right. We're all uh, chose to be here at this time. I think there are very important times. It's very important that we have, we hold the light for everybody else and for ourselves. Right. Uh, it's important that we're completely conscious of what we're doing because it's not about us. We're just messengers of light on earth. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what I do. You were asking me yesterday if I had a web page. I'm not a public person. I just uh, go whatever uh, guidance takes me and to the people that... Uh, guidance puts me in connection with and and i think that's what is important because it has nothing to do with any of us it's is the message and um and the the importance of knowing that uh why we're here for and what we came for and uh, we have to go forward keeping that light and holding it for everybody else mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i don't know uh, i don't mean to put you on the spot but it's so much fun i'm so glad you could come on today Marcella, um, do your Andromeda friends or any of your benevolent extraterrestrial friends have any messages they'd like to share with us today? If not, that's fine. I just thought I'd ask. So, uh, Well, uh, there are many, many beings that are in contact with me. You know, one of those, her name is Ariana, that it's my guide. She travels with me and usually I, I go to many different places all over the world. And usually I do a lot of work also in Egypt. Um, uh, as the rock is here in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. And usually what they always tell me to tell people and 
especially do it through my voice, through, through the sound and frequency and sound of, of my voice, is that uh, unconditional love is that is the highest frequency in the universe that put us all together. And, and if we can learn how to connect through the heart and be able to be humble and use that frequency of unconditional love, we can touch a lot of people's hearts and, and help, help the planet, help humanity, and go higher and higher every day. Mm-hmm. 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 I couldn't agree with you more. Marcella, do you recognize these blankets behind me? <laughs> yeah, those are Peruvian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they're from Cusco. <laughs> from the San Felipe market, I think. Um, one of them San Felipe Market in Cusco. The other one's from uh, up by Machu Picchu. Um, Aga Caliente. Aguascalientes, yeah. Aga Caliente, yeah. That's a fantastic market. It's an amazing place. All this stuff there. Um, but let me let me get to the let me ask another question. It's more a three D question. But what's the pr- economy of Peru like? It's been shut down for a year and a half now. Uh, wh- how do people earn a living? Are they just what do they do? Starve? Are they just um, do they have to commit crime to, to earn a living? What, what do they do in this lockdown? I mean, well, it, it, through COVID, it's been locked down for a year and four months. Everything right. has been completely closed, so there were no tourists. Right. And, and then, like a month ago, it's opening up again to tourism because people in Peru are also being vaccinated, and people okay. feel more more uh, safe being vaccinated, having tourists come back. We don't have any foreign tourists at this moment. It's mostly Peruvians, but at least they're being, they're opening up again. The markets are closed. You know, like you were talking about, I was clientes in Pisa. Nobody can sell nothing in the streets. So people are finding resources. The Peruvian people are, are people that have lots of resources. So people do a lot of cooking. They sell a lot of food in the streets. Uh, they've been preparing menus as because the restaurants were all closed, they're still closed. So people prepare menus to sell to families. And, and of course, there's a lot of uh, crime right now because we have a lot of Venezuelans in Peru that are criminals. You know, there are many good Venezuelans, but also criminals that cross border into Colombia and, and Peru. So there's a lot of crime that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this point right now, the dollar is going up because the new government, but people are going back to... To work little by little, so hopefully um, it will be better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, do you think there's going to be a, a point in time where people are going to rise up and overthrow the current government? Uh, they're doing it right now. They, they're fighting every day. Today, the big march is, is exactly for that, because according to our constitution, if the Congress doesn't accept the prime minister, and uh, the president, they can close the Congress. And that way they can change the whole constitution and become a communist country completely. So at this point, they're fighting very hard to overthrow the president and the prime minister. I see. And we'll see how it goes today and the days after that. So right now they're very, very hard times. We have hope, though, that uh, something good will happen. We we hope for a miracle. We pray for it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, the um, the shots themselves, if they're just starting to take it now, I hope people wake up there. Um, people wake up because that's a, I've heard it's called the uh, the death shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know that in many parts of Peru there are lots of shamans. We have uh, an Inca Cosmogony and shamanism. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of people either are praying because we're a Catholic country or they're doing shamanic work. Right. So hopefully at the end, uh, we'll have hope, you know, for a better world. Because mm-hmm. uh, what's happening in Peru right now is an example of how darkness is trying to control the planet. And right, exactly. How much we can fight for the light and have hope. And I think that's what's happening in Peru right now, that 80% of the population knows that, that there was fraud knows that everything is wrong and people are fighting for that. Yeah. It's the same thing here. Same exact thing here too. Um, everybody knows the election was fraudulent. Um, everybody knows Biden is not the real president. Um, everybody knows the media is fake. Uh, everybody, most people know that the stories they come out to are a bunch of lies. So, I mean, it's the same issues the, the world over. But Peru is a beautiful country and a lot of good people. They're very spiritually aware. I, I don't see the the negatives are trying to stop our ascension, Marcelo, but I don't see them being successful at all. I really don't. Well, we have hope. I mean, all of us have hope. Right. So as, as long as we have hope and the, the feeling of unity gets stronger, I think that will help us survive as a country. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Um, tell us, have you been aboard the ships, um, on the Andromeda ships uh, before? Well, um, if you're asking me about physically, uh, 3D, you know, um, I never know if 3D really works because usually whatever we do, we do it in a higher state of consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. Many times that um, I've been taken into a ship, I dissolve into molecules. I dissolve into atoms. So I'm not in my physical body any longer. Okay. I've been in ships many times, yes. I've been taken since I was very young to different ships, different races, different commands, different uh, uh, beings. Um, but the ones lately where I was trained from these Andromeda beings are also ships of light. So I learned how to disintegrate or integrate my body every time I, I go into a ship or when they're in front of me, I can see the manifestation in my eyes. So I, I, I can take pictures of that. And sometimes they just show up in my pictures. So they're next to me. I, I take a lot of pictures. So, so I know exactly what's happening at the moment. And in my case, my contact is permanent. I don't need to go to certain places. They're there all the time. Mm-hmm. So usually I take a lot of pictures so I can understand myself through my own process mm-hmm. of contact and teach other people how we're changing from basic contact to higher ways of, of contact based on frequency and vibration, depending also how our planet is evolving, how our, our planet is uh, ascending. Because there are many other doors that are opening, doors that we never thought it existed. So mm-hmm. we're just going through a huge transition. And if some of us can be messengers and just teach people, that's what I do in small groups. You know, I just teach them what it could be called a contact. And sometimes we don't even think that it's happening because we still mm-hmm. keep looking at the sky when actually you have all these beings in front of you waiting that you acknowledge that actually they're there, but they're there in front of you, not above the sky. You know, so there are many ways that we still have to learn how to develop our senses and how to see through and beyond. I can feel your friend's presence right now. They're with you, with (laughs) us. They're with me too. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Have you been aboard a Pleiadian ship or met any Pleiadians? 
I did a couple of times. Um, there's a place in Uruguay that is called Aurora, and it's a very famous place uh, because of the way uh, contact was was done at that place when it was a farm. But um, some of the beings that are there, that they have a base, a base there, that it's a killing center, they're, they're Pleiadian. So I was there a few years ago, and I began my contact with those beings, besides that there were some of the beings there. Would you like to meet um, my friend, Plidian Admiral Halosaurus? He's available now if you'd like to uh, meet him. Of course. Okay. Put your hand over your heart. Close your eyes. I'm going to take you aboard the ship now. You see, we're on the flight deck. He's standing in front of you. He's got a dark blue blazer with a silver stripe across. He's surrounded by other crewmen and women. Light blue, um, light blue jump shoots. They're about 10 miles above Mount Shasta. That's where the mothership is stationed usually, although they do travel quite a bit. And he's very proud of you for and happy that you're here helping with the ascension of the planet. Um, there are further challenges ahead for Peru, he says, and the world. But we're going to be successful, and all the negatives, all of their efforts will fail. Be strong. You have your contacts, but you're welcome to call upon him and his crew if you if you need further help. They have currently they have two point five million ships orbiting the planet. They're bounded by free will and the prime directive. They cannot directly interfere unless they're asked for help. So he said, ask. <laughs> Just ask. Thank you. Thank you. I know they invited me to connect with them in Manchester. So Good. that's the reason that I was called uh, to go there. Good. Good. And then when we're, when I see you there at the end of the month, then um, I'll bring you aboard the ship again. If you, There's other places too. I'll take you. Thank, Thank you. you. And I'll do the same. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're all on the same page struggling you know i i don't know i've i've waited fifty two thousand years or two million cartoon cycles for this point in human history to um for the ascension so it's uh it's an amazing time to be alive right now um and there is so much going on i can't believe all the crazy stuff happening frankly in the past i think what's the difference between marcella and my dear listeners between now and let's say 20 years ago is that back 20 years ago they hit everything you know, if you if you talked about the subjects we do today, you think they think you're crazy. Um, but now it's all out in the open, totally up in the open. I mean, you can look up the ingredients for these shots that people are getting. And it's, it's called the death shot for a reason, you know, and they're not hiding it. It's just people die from it, you know, and and what they're doing in Peru with with the government, what they're doing with the media here in the United States, with the fake presidency of biden the cgi screen where biden's hand disappears <laughs> just look you can see it everywhere <coughs> what they're trying to do but the the truth is coming out astrologically speaking this is a time of truth where things that are true will become more evidence being true and those that are false will become shown to be false and fall by the wayside and they can't alter that i don't care what they do or uh, what you know they they can't they can't change that um, I'm getting another message. Okay, time has shifted on during the show now. They've slowed it down. So we have all the time we want in the world. So to talk about whatever you want. 
So I wanted to give you that message. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to tell you something else about the vaccine, because like in my case, to be able to travel, I needed to be vaccinated and I'm, I'm anti-vaccine and everything else. But there was a moment when I was explained by my guides, my galactic family, that uh, it really didn't matter as long as I could change the frequency in the vaccine. So the day that I was vaccinated, my husband, me, my parents in Peru and my family in Peru too, I transformed the, the, the vaccine and I changed the codes in the vaccine okay. to make it available to, to go and process it through my body and through their bodies. And, and it was good. I, I felt good doing it because otherwise we cannot travel. Same for my husband. He cannot go back to France without the vaccine. So, so, um, I'm in peace with it because at that moment I understood that I needed to do it. I needed to do it not only for me, but for a lot of people that were being vaccinated, especially in Spain, that people were scared. But at the same time, they they were learning how to change the the codes in the vaccine so it wouldn't hurt no one. So I think it's very important that uh, people can trust that if we can do that, as uh, we can change frequencies and codes and vibrations so easily that we can do that with the vaccine too. Well, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned that to travel um, in ironically in Russia and Spain. Now they will not let people on the planes who've been vaccinated. They said they're a health risk from shedding. And they also are afraid of liability because people flying above 30,000 feet, many times planes will find, will fly 35, 37, 40,000 feet. They get a heart attack because of the low blood, blood pallets. And they're afraid of liability. Um, and um, so I've heard that argument before about wanting to travel with the vaccine, but it doesn't really make any sense. I think that I, I agree with you. If you change the frequency, you can you can ameliorate the effects of the um, of the vaccine. But um, it's it's I know what the negatives are up to. Um, it won't work. Um, and um, I was actually I visited uh, President Trump in spirit. Oh, he actually came to see me early one morning about two months ago. And I asked him about that, the vaccine. And he says, don't worry, Ted, we got it covered. I said, okay, you're the boss. <laughs> so anyway, I still I still recommend people don't do it simply because it is poison. But um, everyone has to make up their own minds, I guess. Um, I've just yeah, well, well there, there's a point, for example, when you have to travel, you know, that if, if you're not vaccinated, you can't travel actually right now. Even to go to France, you can't go anywhere without the vaccine card. So mm-hmm. so like in my case, that um, I, I, I had no other choice because that's only the only option that I have to even go and see my family in Peru. Um I learned how to change the codes and the, the frequency and the vaccine so it wouldn't hurt. And I know there are lots of people, lots and lots of people that are not vaccinated in the U.S. Um, and I always try to explain to people, you know, what, what I did for myself. So I changed all the codes in the vaccine so it wouldn't hurt. For most people, though, they don't know how to do that. And for most people, they're going to die, unfortunately, unless they get spiritual help. So, um, I don't, I, yeah, well, anyway, if you've been able to change the codes, that's good. I, and I wish you well, Thank you. but um, personally, I'm never going to get vaccinated. Never. 
Um, but um, what have they, have your friends told you about what, what do they see for the future? When will this, all this nonsense be over with? I'm looking at 2025 as the planet as a whole shifting into the higher dimensions. Uh, usually they don't talk about the future because, you know, in the cosmos, you live in the, in the permanent present. So there's no future and it's up to humanity to decide what the future will, will be because it depends on, on the, on the, on the choices that we make. Mm -hmm. But of course, 2022 to 2024, it will be intense energetically and lots of things probably will be happening. But at the same time, um, they will be closer and closer and people will learn how to see them, how to be in contact with, because they they camouflage themselves so well that uh, people have to learn how to see through and beyond. And because there's so many doors that are being opened now that the, the planet and the universe is going into the multi-dimension. So there are more things that are visible right now. Um, and then I think um, we can talk about the future because it depends on what we do in the present moment. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can um, hold the light and make sure that actually it's happening and then we can help others to awaken and and be able to see that, that even the planet is a living entity and needs to be respected and <laughs> we need to work for it then the planet will go into a safer place, into a higher vibration frequency where it belongs. We talk a lot about 5D. It could be anything, you know, because even 5D, it's all things that we learn on 3D. I mean, the cosmos doesn't really work that way. But um, but uh, I think, as you always say, we, we hope for a bright future and and a brighter tomorrow for all of us working together. I mean, for me, the most important thing is that uh, we all can work together for the same purpose. When this is all over with, my galactic friends have told me that the earth will be a model for the rest of the universe on how different species um, and different races actually get along. Yes. So that's, that's an interesting point. Um, I've remembered that they told me that years ago. Um, so uh, all eyes of the universe are upon this planet and the choices <laughs> we make as a humanity. Um, and we're the most exciting, exciting place in the universe right now. Earth. Yeah, right you're right completely now. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, all, and all of us are here because we chose to be here and That's we're right. here on a mission. And That's I said right. before, it's not about us individually. None of us. It's about being the messengers that we are and, to fulfill our missions. That's right. All of us have a, a mission, a sole purpose to, to fulfill. And the people um, dying now from the shots who've taken the vaccines, they're meant to be examples. I think I've talked to spirits on the other side who passed over from the shots and they were there to warn other people not to do it. There was a lesson in all of that. So um, they, they all have a, have a place. There was a, a lady named uh, Tiffany Dover. She was a uh, one of the first nurses in Ohio to get the shot, and she was at this news conference at this hospital. I think in oh, I think in Cleveland. Anyway, she's at this podium and saying how wonderful the shot is, and they filmed her taking the shot. And then about twenty minutes later, she gave a news conference, and she started talking about how the vaccine was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and how everybody should get it. And then she touches herself. She says, "Oh, I've got a headache." 
and she collapsed and then she died two days later. And I've talked to her spirit on the other side after that. And she said she had voluntarily chosen that to warn other people not to take the shot. But unfortunately, I don't know how much effect it had. But um, anyway, uh, everyone has a has a sole purpose now and they're playing it out. Some people are choosing to exit early. Some people do not want to be part of the ascension. Some people are negative and they don't want to ascend to the higher dimensions. And so they're exiting right now. Uh, others like uh, Tiffany Dovener uh, voluntarily took it as an ex- to be an example to others not to take it because she died two days later. Um, uh, of course, her story was buried by the media, controlled by the negative media. But um, but everybody has a choice, and this planet is full of of free choice. That's what makes it so unique. There are planets out there where you don't have a choice. Among the reptilians, of course, they they're a very highly regimented society, service to self, and. Um, but um, we still have free choice on this planet. That's yes. why the galactics are, I think, are very careful on what, how they approach us and how they influence us. The Palladians themselves, I know, have been beaming high vibrations to this planet for some time now to help us make the right choices. They cannot directly interfere, but they can do it indirectly. So, um, and that's the purpose of my show, of course, is to raise consciousness to make this, this world a better place. Yes. Um, let me ask you this, Marcella. Do you have children? Um, and, no and... children. No? Okay. Okay. Um, what about um, the school system in, in Peru? Is it, um, um, what, what's it like? Um, we, uh, is it, um, do, they, do they teach them higher spiritual values in, in Cusco in Peru? Or what, what's it like? Well, it has nothing to do with school because in, in Peru we're mostly Catholic, so... All, all the schools are based on Catholic uh, religion, Catholicism. Oh. But um, depending on where you live in Peru, for example, in my case, living in Cusco, I mean, it's living in the Andes. And, and of course, it's been changing through time, but we're all a mix. So we all learn from being Catholic. We all learn a little bit of shamanism since we are little. So we, we learn how to honor the earth, Pachamama. So like August is the month of Pachamama, Mother Earth, Gaia, everybody mm-hmm. makes their offerings. Uh, we learn how to honor the apples, you know, spirit of the mountains. Mm-hmm. So it's a mix that we have. And that's what makes uh, mm-hmm. people awaken in a way into spirituality, um, learning how to do shamanism at the same time. Mm-hmm. I have several friends who are shamans um, in Cusco. They actually live in a mountain village about 10 hours away by truck and hiking, but they do come to Cusco for business and uh, they talk they often talk about the pachamama about the the energy yeah, of, it, um, it, yeah it's all based on honoring mother earth and honoring the, the spirit of the mountains the apples and august is the month for uh offering so the care of people that maybe you're referring to them they always come into Cusco to perform the, the offerings for for other people mm-hmm. yeah that's that's beautiful yeah that's that's so beautiful um, how is the rest? How are your parents doing uh, in your family? Do they still have their farm and everything there, in in Cusco? Or, well, um, my family had um, had this ranch that um, mm-hmm. it, it, now it's become a mining area, and I always thought how unbelievable it could be when the galactic family has to show you how to detach from physical things. I always thought that for me, I had a galactic center set up. It was my contact place. 
above 14,000 feet high and everything was so easy. You know, it was set up as, as a center for contact and everything was perfect until um, the government at that moment opened up um, the, 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 the country for mining companies to come and operate. So a lot of Canadian companies came and mm-hmm. in Peru, I don't know what's the difference here, but in Peru, you own the land on the surface. You don't own the land underneath. So anybody can come and say, okay, there, there's gold, there's silver, copper in this area. I want that. So you need to negotiate with them between the government and the mining company. So that way we lost our farm in 2012. So that day I learned that I didn't have to have a center, you know, that my center travels with me. So I, I always go back to the area nearby every year in October, uh, but they, they travel with me. And my parents are fine. Uh, they're safe right now. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we went through terrorism in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're kind of going back into the same, but hopefully things will get better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the so the um, the negative elements in in the Peruvian government in the in politics and society, they kind of they, they even though in theory they left, they never really left, did they? They kind of went underground and then they surfaced uh, now yeah yeah well they never left they continued doing their work for 30 something years until they became a political party as a, as any political party they they were registered for the elections and they have a candidate hmm. i see okay but, but they they didn't use the name that they had as a tourist group in the past. So now that they started to do things in two weeks, it's like the whole country collapsed. Hmm. Well, won't there come a point in, in Peru where with nobody working, everything shut down. Um, I mean, people will have nothing to lose to than to rise up against it. I mean, is, is, is it, is it getting to that point now? Or, uh, well, well, the thing is that, um, uh, well, probably you know from the times that you've been to, to Peru and been to Cusco, it's like Cusco especially lives based on tourism and foreign tourism. And everybody was doing great and, and people had their small companies and the hotels and even the people that make the fabrics that you have there and things like that. Everybody was working so hard. And then with, with COVID, when the pandemic started, uh, everything was closed and the lockdown it was until like maybe two months ago that they still had a curfew and we still have a curfew. Uh, so people are not working, but people are, are praying and fighting so tourists can come back, that the, the, the small businesses can open, reopen again, like the little restaurants and the markets and, and all of that. So people are just praying for a reopening of the whole country, not being destroyed right now. So mm-hmm. wait and see what happens. Okay. Well, I will pray for you, Marcella, for you and your family and, and you. friends and everything. Peru is a very special place. Um, it's like the, the whole Pizac and, the, and the, the Sacred Valley, Cusco. They're all in the fourth dimension, especially that's true around Lake Titicaca. Have you been to Amaramuro at the south end of Lake Titicaca near Puno? Yeah, I've been there a couple of times, but usually um, when I go to Lake Titicaca, I go on the Bolivian side and I do my work in a little island that we got there channeling the information. So we go there, we call it the Island of the Heart, that it has a very high frequency. And of course, for the last year and a half, uh, the borders are, cro- are closed, so can go too far. 
Um, has but I've I've been told that Bolivia is open though, isn't it? It's not shut down. No, is each country has their own uh, COVID um, protocols right now, but the borders are closed. Same in Argentina, same in Brazil, and huh. and each country is taking care of their own people. I see. That's amazing because it's for a virus that doesn't exist. Huh. Well, the the thing is that at least in Peru, I mean, there are over 200,000 people dead because mostly uh, uh, the poor people uh, suffer from pneumonia or tuberculosis, especially on the coast of Peru. And Mm -hmm. they just got so sick. And there was a moment there was no oxygen, no oxygen bottles to help anyone. and Mm And the hospital system collapsed. And that's the reason why we have so many dead people. Well, that's too bad. It's a beautiful yeah. country. Um, what are your plans for the future? Uh, you just got back from Peru a couple of days yes. ago. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Was it was it difficult to to travel back here, or what was it like? No, it's 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 not difficult. I think that the hardest part is that you have in, in Peru you have to wear two masks and a facial Ooh. shield to do different things, and then for traveling you you're requested to wear the mask through all the flights, even through in the U.S. Hmm. So that makes it hard to be with a mask for 20 hours or so and not being able to really breathe. So it takes time to detoxify and then decompress from all that. But besides that, everything's still normal. Hmm. Uh, some doctors say that wearing the masks themselves causes illness because you, yeah. don't, get, you don't get any fresh air in. And they, actually in New York City, which is... a um, which they've required masks for some time now. The the, the number of, of uh, cavities and and whatnot people and, and mouth cancer uh, has has risen dramatically because people can't exhale their air. The masks don't work anyway, so all it does is make you more sick. So, yeah, it's very toxic. It's very very yeah, toxic. Very very toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, oh, anyway, uh, and then you look at a country like Mexico, which was never shut down. And um, very few masks are worn there. No social distancing. Everything's fine. They don't have hardly any problems, just like a normal country, um, which is perhaps what the world should be like, the rest. I think the whole thing's a scam, personally. Um, actually, all the all of the steps in this pandemic were outlined in a, in a report for the Rockefeller Foundation back in 2010 called Operation Lockstack. Lockstep. They even mentioned Marcella the different variants, the Delta variant. That's all listed yes. in the book. They have a they have a different variant for each month of the year, and it goes on for years. Um, it's all pre-planned. It's all pre-planned. Yeah, probably. I mean, we had a lot of Andean types of COVID, also depending on the altitude, you know, sea level altitude. Same in Brazil or Bolivia. So. We just pray that this will be over soon, you know. It will be. Man, the negatives aren't going to win this battle. Because the planet itself has been decreed by the supreme being, God, if you will, to ascend to the high, into the higher dimensions. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. Oh, they may try to slow it down. That's what they're doing now. Yeah. But it won't work. Ultimately, it won't work. Because God is stronger than they are. Sorry. And yeah. for the negative, if there's any negatives listening to the show today, you won't win. I'll just give up now. So um, <laughs> resistance is futile, as they used to say on Star Trek. <laughs> so, 
(laughs) (laughs) So I look at this as a very temporary thing. And I do look at Peru being free. I I look at, actually, Marcelo, to be honest with you, I look at the whole world being free from this from this nonsense and it'll it'll happen sooner than you than you think yeah we pray for it and everybody would be free and we will be in an, in the new earth as we think that uh, it should be based yeah. on freedom and respect and unconditional love oh yeah absolutely hey i want to ask you a question i should have asked you about this yesterday when we spoke on the phone um but do you have any pictures of of uh extra et craft coming in and out or that you could share with my listeners. You could mail, email it to my producer, Don. I'll give you his email. Or you could do a share screen um, with, with the camera now. We could put it, bring it up on your um, on your um, computer and just hit the... Uh, I think I think it's possible for you to do a share screen and you could so people could see it. If not, I didn't give you much advance warning. That's fine, too. So, Yeah, I'm using a computer that it's new and I don't have any of my pictures there. I have them on my phone, but... Uh... But um, I can send them to to you or your producer. Or, um, if if uh, you want, if you or, want, if you want to send a couple to me now, then I'll forward them right off to Don, and he'll. We've got time left. We could bring them up on the screen. That would be fun to do if you want. Well, I I, I can also send them to you from my Facebook page. You know. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's not a very it's not a public page, but at least it's a way to that uh, people can can realize that there is more going on that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so do I send it to you on, on the messenger or how do yeah, I? Yeah, you can it? do that. That's fine. I could download uh, it. But th- that to your program or to your, your personal Facebook uh, to the program? Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just under my name, Ted Mar is fine under messenger. I'll get it. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah. It's the same where you same one where you sent me the message a few days ago. That'd be fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And I can you just let me know when they're there, and then I can just uh, download them and send them off to Don. So that'll work. Okay, I I already sent that to you. You did? Okay. okay beans and chips and <laughs> okay. but they're all different. Right. They're all mostly light, you know. Okay. And, or okay. faces of all of all these beans. Uh, I send you one picture that it's all the Pleiadians in, in Aurora, okay. Uruguay. Okay. Okay. They Wonderful. manifest like that. Um, okay. I've got the two pictures here. Wonderful. Okay. I will go ahead and download this. Oh, let me see here. I'll see what I can do. I'm not a very tech savvy. Yeah, me either. <laughs> you know, we all try to. Is it possible you could send these by email as well? Yeah, I can I can do that. Okay, let me just give you my email address out of this world. Uh 1150 at gmail.com and then I I can forward that. Those are actually easier to do that that I can I can send both of those to my producer Don right now. So that well, you have be... another one that I call them rods or they they're they're in movement. They're right. Like bots, you know? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty interesting. What? Okay. Um, let me see here. Maybe you can use your phone and put it like that. <laughs> I can. I actually, you know what? You, you're very smart. Yeah, that's true. I can just do that. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Great. That's a good idea. 
Yeah. Peggy just mentioned that too. Thanks, Peggy. Yeah. I could just bring it from or, the phone. Or I'm breaking in here. Or you could just uh, tell me what your Facebook page is and we could share the page. Oh, all right. Um, I've got, um, here we go. Hey, Don. Um, I think what I'll do, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I've got the pictures on my, on my phone. So I'll just put that there. There's the first one. Can you all yeah. see that? Okay. Could you explain what that is? Well, I call them rods because usually the rods are unidentified objects that are moving. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And you photographed this in Cusco or whereabouts? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was last week. Okay. I, I was in Morai. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Now, are they, are those light, light ships? Are... Well, they're, they're light. Like, for me, they're light ships in movement, but when they call them rods, because it's, it has like dots, um, uh-huh. supposedly they're, they're objects that are not identified. I see. Okay. Interesting. Fascinating. Now, do you communicate telepathically with them? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Great. Let me go to this other. Now, this other one's interesting, too. Oh, my goodness. You've got lots of good stuff here. Okay, look. What about this one? What's what's this here? Well, that, that's what I was saying to you, that, uh, that that's a wooden post that it says Aurora at the entrance of this branch in Uruguay that is called Aurora, right? Where the Pleiadians are. But on the wooden post, you see that there are all these beings. You can see their faces. By the moment that I was standing there, they were all on the post also for the photograph. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's great. Now some Pleiadian ones. Okay. Wonderful. Now this here, if I was mistaken, it looks like a um, lights on a, on a turn on a highway, but I don't think it is. What, what is that? Well, exactly? no, that, that was on the edge of a, of a beach in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Okay. And then that, that's, of course, that's the ship that is moving. Really? Okay. And that's up moving up in the sky. Is that right? Yeah, because I, I was on the, on, the, on the beach, so there's no roads there or anything. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I want to thank Peggy for suggesting and you suggesting I do this. This works out easier. I mean, we could also just send it to my email or send it to Don. He could play it. But that's, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, um, you know what? As a suggestion, what you might want to do sometime, write a book of ET contact and you could just have pictures from these different light ships. Well, well you know, I, I, I thought so many times that I was going to do just a photo book with mm-hmm. little explanations because I'm not a writer and I don't, I don't fall into the energy of writing books. I, I prefer to go to small gatherings or people that invite me to join their groups and explain them and show them my pictures and tell them that this is what happens. This is what can happen to you also when there's contact, direct contact, not necessarily, you know, a metallic craft crossing by. So I like that better. I do it in person that I write in a book. Maybe one day I will. For now, um, it's not in my, in my mind. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I think it'd be great to do it, but um, we're asking, put the Pelagian photo again. Um, let me see if I can. Yeah, here we go. This is the, okay, that's the Pelagian photo. Hold on. There we go. That's it right there. They're in, are they in 5D, 6D? 
Uh, for me, there's no difference from 5D to 12D and then higher. Usually uh-huh. they're much higher into a very unknown okay. uh, dimension for us. So for uh-huh. me, beyond 12D, it doesn't really matter. But uh, I, I think they, they move in very high frequencies and dimensions. And then I see. Aurora has a very interesting story. Uh, it, it was a farm. I mean, uh-huh. there was a crash. It was a UFO crash in this farm. So right. the owner of the owner of the farm uh-huh. uh, began contact with these beings, and they are Pleiadians at the beginning. Now Aurora, mm-hmm. it's it's a base, uh-huh. it's a healing center for the planet. Wonderful. And most most of those beings are Pleiadians, and you just get there. That is in the middle of nowhere. Just by getting the call from them. That's how my friend Lolo, that does the same work as me, we ended up in Aurora, Uruguay, uh, just um, to contact them. Wow, that's amazing. That is just amazing. I'm so glad you could share that with, with us all. Have you sensed the time slowing down today? I have. And I think my benevolent friends have slowed down the time so we have extra time to talk about things. Yeah, they can stretch it out. You know, they stretch the time uh, right. whenever it's needed yeah right right i've been feeling that now the, the whole hour it feels like i've had six seven eight hours six seven hours eight hours maybe in an hour because i can feel time really slowed down they speed it up too they do <laughs> they, they can do. speed it up yeah they do and, and they do things in a way that are so perfectly done that there's no mistake in any right like right. me i mean uh meeting you and yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Marcella, I'm looking forward to seeing you at Shasta. We'll be in touch by phone about that. We've got about um, two minutes left. And Don, thank you so much for all your wonderful help today. Any messages um, or anything you'd like to say at the end now to wrap up your wonderful interview today, Marcella? Well, all I could say is that um, if we can connect to ourselves, that's the beginning of everything. And then once we go inside there, we can go outside and if we can base our lives in humbleness and respect and unity and try to reconnect to what it's what is part of us, reconnecting with the planet, reconnecting with Mother Earth, reconnecting mm-hmm. with ourselves, I think that's very important for what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Well, Marcella, thank you so much for coming on today. Marcella uh, Vasquez is on, is on Facebook. You can look her up there. And uh, I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported program whose purpose is to make this world a better place and to raise consciousness for the ascension and the new earth. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening. I'll be back on at 3 p.m. on my Spanish show uh, on the same BBS uh, Radio 1 program. And I want to thank you, uh, Marcella, especially for coming on today. Um, uh, we really appreciate all your uh, your beautiful wisdom and, out- and input from the benevolence. And I know we're being helped from, from the other side. And uh, with so that, much. my pleasure, my friend. And I look forward to seeing you at Chasta at the end of the month. I'll be... Yeah. Uh, We'll be seeing you on the 25th. I'll be going, bringing people. If people are interested in going to Shasta, please send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. And uh, Out of This World Radio is a listener-supported nonprofit program. If you'd like to support us, just go to my BBS website or just go to my website at outofthisworldradio.net and click on the PayPal buttons. And with that, Marcella and all my listeners, I hope you all have a beautiful and happy day. And thank you again so much for listening and supporting my show. Together, I know if we work together, we can create a much better and happier world. See you at three o'clock, my friends, specific time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you.
Thank you, Don, so much for all your help. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Martha.